Gonzaga Nation SI, we're second week of the NCAA tournament. That means Gonzaga for the seven straight years in the Sweet 16. Your two hosts, myself, Dan Dickow, alongside Adam Morrison. First off, we want to thank our sponsor, this week's sponsor, Topo Chico Hard Seltzer. We've got four different versions here. Can't wait to try all four of these. I'm sure, Adam, same thing. So I've got the, I've got the case at the house. I've got to drop some off to Adam later today, and maybe Adam will give us a review next week when we have our next series of recordings. But if you want Tapo Chico Hard Seltzer, find them at any grocery store in the area, Total Wines. Uh, we appreciate them for being a sponsor of Gonzaga Nation SI. But, Mo, let's get right into it. Seven straight Sweet 16s. We'll talk a little bit about the Portland games, the win against Georgia State, the win against Memphis. Um, but real quick, give us how, how many sweet 16s did you play in when you were at Gonzaga? Uh, just one. We, uh, lost in the second round both times previous to that. And what did it, I, I was able to play on two sweet 16 teams. One as a freshman at UW and then my junior year at Gonzaga. It's a much different week of prep. There's a much different sense of, uh, I don't want to call it pressure, but attention from the media and not just local media, but national media starts really con kind of converging on the final 16 teams. Not they don't not that they don't on site that first week, but it's different. Did you experience the same? Uh, yeah, it's kind of like mini final fours, I guess, you know, obviously in this, uh, the two sites leading up to it. And, you know, everybody understands it's a game to go to the lead eight then obviously to the final four. So. I think the pressure is a little bit higher. And like you said, the media uh, kind of pins down on who their darlings are and whatnot and her favorites. And um, so it gets a little bit more strenuous uh, from the media side, you know, your commitments and what do you have to uh, fulfill for the, for the games coming up? Well, let's talk quickly about uh, the first two rounds in Portland. Uh, slow starts in both games, but we'll, we'll first touch on the Georgia state Um I wasn't surprised about the slow start from Gonzaga, but I was surprised at the aggressiveness of Georgia State. I thought they were a much better team um, than than everything that I had read and the highlights that I had seen. I think it it the Gonzaga start was typical of one seed when you haven't played in in about ten twelve days. What did you see? Yeah, I think we came out a little bit timid. Um, we knew they were probably the best 16 seed. <clears throat> I know that sounds funny to everybody, but uh, a lot of people inside the program had them pegged for like a 14 seed. Um, and then they were playing really good basketball. I think they won 10 games in a row at the time and it was like 12 out of 13. So they peaked at the right time of the year. Um, so I, and I wasn't surprised that they were formidable. And then also, like you said, like uh, having that much time off, getting used to the rims, the atmosphere, um, those games kind of sometimes happen that way. Now, was I surprised that it was a tie game at, with 28 minutes into the game? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, or, you know, 12 minutes left in the second half. So yes, it was the 32, excuse me. So yeah, it was, uh, uh, it was a little bit uh, worrisome at some point. Um, but I think free throws, you know, were a huge factor. We ended up going 16 to 30. Um, and just the overall rhythm of the game wasn't in our favor, but, uh, I wasn't surprised. I know it sounds funny, but I wasn't surprised how good Georgia state was. 
Yeah, they, they gave uh, Gonzaga everything they could handle. Uh, unfortunately, they ran out of gas. They didn't have the interior to, to deal with Timmy and Holmgren. I mean, Holmgren's line, 19 points, 17 rebounds, uh, five assists, and seven blocks. I can't remember ever seeing that crazy of a stat line. You were calling the game courtside for the, the local crew with Tom Hudson. Did you get a sense he was that dominant, or did you just look down towards the end of the game and see the stat sheet and be like, wow? No, he had a, his thumbprint all over that game. I mean, especially defensively inside, um, you know, then controlling the paint um, on the glass as well. So, yeah, it, it was very noticeable. Um, you know, he did a good job of just staying on his feet and contesting shots at the rim and then obviously cleaning it up. And it kind of just allowed us to kind of settle in, even though it took a while. Um, you know, he made it really difficult for Georgia State to make their own type of run and then extend a lead. Um, so, you know, I think he was kind of the savior of that game um, and, and really held us down defensively. And that's something that we, you know, kind of had the last six, seven years is being able to have bad games and rely on our defense. And it's a perfect reason why you bring in a guy like that, rim protection, um, you know, obviously controlling the glass. So if you do have a poor offensive output, you can uh, stay within the game. Moving on to the second round game against Memphis, uh, Penny Hardaway is their head coach, spent a number of years, I think 14 years in the NBA, all-star, played for USA Basketball, won a gold medal. Um, he's become a tremendous coach in a short amount of time. Uh, he didn't look like he was trending towards being a coach. Were you impressed with him in, in the two games that you saw, first the Boise State and then the Gonzaga game? Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they had a great uh, plan for both games. I think they just overwhelmed Boise State with their athleticism and their pressure and their kind of, uh, you know, run around with your head cut off defense. And I know it sounds funny, but they just like run and jump. They zoned a little bit. They zone press, they man press. Um, so it made them really difficult. And then, you know, when they get into our game, they, they ran um, similar type of defense. It wasn't as aggressive because they knew that our Personnel was different. It was better, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I was impressed with kind of the schemes he was trying to put. And then, you know, like his substitution patterns were really good. I know that sounds weird, but he always had fresh guys in there and he had different matchups. Um, you know, most of the guys that came off the bench were made an impact on the game in some uh, shape or form. So he did a good job coaching. He did a good job coaching. I think Coach Few did a, a, a tremendous job of whatever he said to the guys at halftime because Gonzaga was down double digits. Uh, only the second time this season they were down double digits going into halftime. Um, but the first four or five minutes or so in the second half from Drew Timmy, um, that might have been the best stretch I have seen from a Gonzaga player that I can remember. What did you see? Uh, yeah, I echo what you're saying like I think he just kind of put his head down and decided that he was gonna um, you know make or break that game and if it's his last game in theory that he was gonna go out swinging and so he just uh, you know tried to go at him every single time um, you know there was like six straight possessions I think we threw the ball to him and I think he scored on four and then assists on one so five out of the six times we got a basket it was just a, a, a tremendous run and I think he did a good job of getting deeper post touches as well in the first half Memphis did a good job of you know kind of bracketing him on the weak side if he got in a pick and roll situation and then picking him up high early in three quarters and fronting so then every time he got his, his catches in the first half it was 
two outside, right? Especially with back to the basket. Um, so yeah, he did a good job of just putting his head down and, and, you know, delivering like he's supposed to. And, you know, it was one of the all time, you know, moments and in, in like for a big in Gonzaga history, I guess, um, just that stretch. I think he scored 11 straight himself and, it, and, you know, obviously got the crowd into it and got us back in the game. Yeah. The crowd got into it. That's for sure. Uh, Gonzaga fans have traveled well over the last 20 some years with this run in the NCAA tournament, but that stretch when they finally got within a one possession game in the second half, I thought the ro the roof of the Rose garden was going to come off. It was that loud. Uh, how impressed were you with the crowd? Because I, I thought they were great. Yeah, no, but they, they finally had something to cheer about. I mean, it was dud <laughs> in the first half. So, uh, yeah, they did a good job of, uh, get behind the guys and the guys, uh, just gonna, did a good job of picking up the pace. I mean, you know, obviously Drew's second half was fantastic, but I, but I thought Rashir and, and Andrew changed the complexion of that game because they just played faster and, there was a lot of possessions where it was basically like four on four or three on three, where they just outletted deep and those guys just went downhill as fast as they can and just um, made it like a one-on-one -on -one game and then make your play because Memphis was picking up deep um, man to man. So, um, you know, them pushing the pace really got us going. Um, so, yeah, it was, I think those two guys and then obviously drew, but I thought, we also got to give credit to Chet. I mean, I think he won his battle against Duran, another outstanding freshman who's going to be a pro. Um, I think Duran had seven points on three of 11. Uh, Chet went nine points, nine rebounds, and I think with four blocks. But he kind of, you know, stifled that kid early in his, you know, um, impact on the game. He's their leading scorer. So I thought Chet, even though it, was a, it wasn't a wow game, but it was also like he won his battle against another NBA prospect. And, you know, so that also helped us get a win. Yeah, Chet's plus minus, I believe it was 18 or 19. Uh, the only Gonzaga player to, to be in double figures plus minus. And, and I would agree with you. I thought Andrew Nemar playing 40 minutes. Um, he had a couple turnovers, but how are you not going to have turnovers against their pressure when you play 40 minutes? And Rajir Bolton, he's been the unsung hero so many different times this year. And the fact that he did it in his first NCAA tournament game I, I or excuse me first tournament weekend speaks volumes because here's a kid who started at penn state went to iowa state two really bad programs essentially over the last couple of years just wanted a chance to to be a part of a good team and he's made the most of it in spokane with his eggs yeah no he's been great for us he gives us a different element um offensively you know he can shoot the three with a quick release but he's also really fast downhill he's got a nice float game I think defensively he gives guys issues because of his quickness. Um, you know, he's just another uh, secondary ball handler to Andrew when there's pressure situations because he played point guard at Iowa State. Um, but he also averaged, I think, 17 on the season. So, like, he could score the basketball as well. So, he's been fantastic. And it was nice to see a kid that's a good player finally get an opportunity in the NCAA tournament. It's time for our question of the day brought to you by Northern Quest and Epic sports bar the madness is here and bigger than ever at epic sports bar with food and drink specials prize giveaways and more all tournament long grab your bracket and post up at the best tournament spot in town details at northernquest.com matt mo the question comes today i'll let you answer this from josh boone 
on Instagram, how big of a role will physicality and defense play the rest of the tournament? Uh, I think it's going to be huge. I mean, obviously, um, you know, we're a very good offensive team, but our defense is, is um, you know, it's not the best in the country, but it's also not the worst. At the, I'm sure we're in the top 10 in a lot of categories. The rim protection of Chet Holmgren is going to help the speed and quickness of Andrew um, and Rashir on the wings. And then you can mix in like a Hunter Salas as well. And then I thought Anton has played well defensively all season long. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a factor. It always is. You've seen the game last night with Arizona, the refs follow the whistle. And there was a few times in the Memphis game that they did the same thing. So I think our guys are geared up for it, understand that, and uh, hopefully can uh, play through some of those situations. But also we can deliver you know, those type of blows defensively as well, because we're, uh, you know, pretty dynamic. Well, it was nice to see a physical game early in the tournament, as opposed to last year where the physical game started with UCLA in the final four. And then obviously Baylor uh, was very physical in the title game. So Mo, I appreciate you joining. We've got another episode coming up later this week, but thanks again to our sponsors, Tapo Chico, Hard Seltzer and Epic Sports Bar at Northern Quest for Gonzaga Nation SI. He's Adam Morrison. I'm Dan Dickow.